Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for thinking enough of me to tune in. My name is Red. If you're new here, hello. Hey, how you doing? If you're returning, hey, hello, how you doing? Like I said, I appreciate you being here and thinking enough of me to return. Now, I hope you enjoy this new episode of uniquely spoken i apologize in advance for whatever rants i may go on and whatever foolishness might fly out of my mouth and i hope you continue to love me afterwards but let's get into the show Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. If you missed it in the intro, my name is Red. Hey, how you doing? If you're new here, welcome to the family. If you're returning, hey, honey bun. Uh, What's up, Red people? I know I have been posted in the last two weeks, but uh, as I stated before (laughs) about my grandmother, things kind of Things are getting better. Just a quick update. Things are getting better. She has to continue to do her infusions for another two weeks. But besides that, um, everything is healing up the way that it's supposed to be. Thank you, God. With that, I also went on a girl's trip. And let's just say that trip owes me nothing. Uh, My liver might be a little bad. It might be a little mad at me, but... That trip owes me absolutely nothing. So, we are going to get back to posting regularly. Or, I'm going to get back to posting regularly. Y'all going to get back to listening. I cannot say regularly. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the G, the R, or the Y. But, let's let's veer into this. (laughs) Just scrolling. Before all of this randomness starts way too early in this show so just scrolling across this ghetto internet and i see that earlier this month earlier in june nike premiered new mannequins excuse me and they premiered in london i believe i don't know if they've hit other stores yet but i know they premiered in london um i don't know if you would say premiere for a mannequin but hey now, they are plus-size mannequins, and they brought in plus-size mannequins to promote their plus-size line, which I believe they called it Extended Sizes, which I hope they, they've just changed it, because it came out in 2017. The Extended Sizes came out in 2017, where they the shorts and clothes went up from, um, I believe, a small to a 3X, now, um, Nike, baby, thank you for including us, big women. Um, but can you come down on the prices a little bit? Because, like, one pair of shorts, I believe, is almost $20. And the way her bank account is set up, she can't do it. I want to support you, but I can't. So, you would think, oh, okay, diversity is happening. Everything is good. You know, woo, 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 go Nike. No, 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 no. Because there was a British journalist who felt some type of way about the mannequins, I believe. And 
guess what? She decided to write a whole article, and I believe she named the article Nike Mannequins Are a Dangerous Lie, or they're something about women and dangerous lie. And instead of me just giving you a synopsis of what she said, let's read children, shall we? Let's let's do that. Let's read. Now, she said Nike mannequin, the new Nike mannequin is immense, gargantuan, vast. She heaves with fat. Writer Tanya Gold said in her Telegraph article, she is in every measure obese and she is not ready in herself for a run in her shiny Nike gear. She cannot run. She is more likely pre-diabetic and on her way to a hip replacement. I want to let that settle in your spirit. So, y'all know where this is about to go, right? At least those of you who have been here before. Now, the thing is, I don't know why people feel like, oh, fat people aren't meant to be in existence. You know, we can be seen. We rather not see you. But, you know, you can be seen, but just not heard. Now, she said, we probably pre-diabetic and on the way to hip replacement. Baby, if it, if anything is on the way to a hip replacement, if I'm on the way to a hip replacement, it's because these hips have been in heavy rotation, okay? It's because I've been throwing this thing to the left, right, up, down, forward, backwards. You hear me? I've been rolling these hips to the best of my ability. And you better run, sir. You better run. I'm sorry, I got distracted, but hey, it still helps because it's athletic. Now, that's why I would be getting a hip replacement. If she does not run, you don't know my life. If I have reason to run, I will. Okay? Now, don't believe because of my size, I can't. Because she gets up and goes when need be. But the thing I hate about this the most is... Tanya, I guess, feels as though fat people shouldn't be represented or feel like we don't need a visual of of more more visuals of fat people than we actually need. You went and designed this model and now we have to see her when we come in the store. We already got to see fat people when we don't want to. Like this is just selling selling a lie is she had all of these negative things to say. Now, here's the thing. I went and looked up a picture of Tanya Gold. And if this woman is not, the pictures that they have up, if this woman is not her, I'm sorry, baby, because I'm about to read you. But if this woman is not her, you might want to get your picture taken down off of Google because I know somebody didn't try your life. Now, Tanya, Tanya got a double chin. She's she's part of the double chin committee. She looked like if you offered her a little Debbie snack cake, she not refusing it. If you gave her half a cup of Reese's, she want the whole cup. She's not going to say no. If you offer her some sweet tea and French fries. She look like she ain't missed a meal. She look healthy. She look hefty. 
That's mm, that was too far. <laughs> she, <laughs> but like she's a big woman. Why you wouldn't be happy about this, and why people feel as though we don't need a visual? Like why big women or big men don't need a does don't need representation in a society that tells us we should not exist. I don't know. I don't understand that. I genuinely don't. Because it's almost like, well, we want you to be healthy, but we don't want to see you try to get healthy. I've had instances where I've gone to the gym and I've been stared at. I've had people point at me and it gives me anxiety going to the gym. I went with my with my younger cousin to the gym on a, I, I believe, the Air Force base. I was a guest of hers. And I had a man stop me and tell me, yo, my wife was like, you are killing it. You are doing such a good job. And he told me, he was like, you're doing a great job. Like, keep up the great work. You're doing it. Yada, yada, blase, blase. And I remember going back to him and telling him and his wife, that I really appreciate it because I've had bad, you know, bad experiences in gyms and everything like that. And the guy was like, look, you there for you. You're not there for nobody else. You're not there to, you know, impress nobody, anybody else. This is your life. This is your health. You have to take care of it. Like nobody else has any say so over that. So to Tanya Gold, who feels like we are gargantuan. Now, mind you, the mannequin, she got a fupa. If you don't know what it is, Google it and, and do what you will with that information. She has a fupa and she has a like a little belly, but she has a pudge. She's not like my size plus size where she got an upper belly and an underbelly. She's not that. So if you feel like she's gargantuan and he's fat, what you think that says about me? How am I supposed to feel about myself? That's I, that's why I said in previous episodes that you have to define yourself. You have to be your own type of beautiful. You have to stand firm in knowing that you are beautiful at no matter what size you are. Because people like Sonya Gold exist. And they will tell you like you basically like I said, you you can get fit. You can you can do this. We don't want to see it. Which, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. If I don't work out, you say I'm lazy and I I deserve to die or I'm pre-diabetic and all of these things. When there are skinny people that can't run 10 minutes. Let me not say 10 minutes. That's a lot because I can't run 10 minutes. But there are skinny people who, who can't run, let's say, 2 minutes. And there are big people who can outrun a skinny person. How do I know? I've done it. But, hey, she's not a runner. I can't, I I can't, I can't stand this society. I genuinely can't. The first time I saw a plus-size mannequin, or it wasn't a full mannequin, it was like a mannequin that had hips and a booty, was in Lane Bryant. And I kid you not, I was just in awe. <laughs> And the salesperson walked by and she was like, it's amazing, isn't it? I said, it is. Because she got hips like mine, her thighs touch like mine, booted out like mine. And I feel like other younger girls should have that experience. 
You deserve it. They deserve it. So, Tanya Gold, you can go play in traffic blindfolded on a Sunday. Or play hopscotch on landmines. It it really makes me no difference. Like, I don't want you to die. I don't wish death on you. I really don't. I just want you to have to lay up for a while and really think about your choices. All right? It's time to reflect and repent. Welcome back. We have reached Unique Thoughts. And before we jump into Unique Thoughts, just some leftovers, if you will. I got that from my from my bestie, Patrick Coda, Cody, Kuma, whatever. He's going to kill me for messing up his name either way it go. His podcast is called Reckless Digest. Go check it out. I guarantee you, if you think I'm foolish, I have nothing on him. Go go check him out Um, after you listen to this podcast, though. Love you. <laughs> just some leftovers from just scrolling the model who the mannequin is designed after the plus size model that the mon- mannequin is designed after and cornelius i believe her name is put in her two cents as the everybody else and she said it made her cringe seeing that you know this woman felt as though she was gargantuan, vast, and all of these other things. But she she said, okay, yeah, I'm immense. I'm immense with power. That's what I'm immense with. And I'm immense with enough self-love that I can teach you how to love yourself. Because obviously, you're writing this from a place of hatred. And I got a whole team that can help you love yourself. DM me. And we can talk about it. So shout out to you, and for flipping a negative into a positive. Now, we now to get into unique thoughts. I got a question. Because I'm not in a relationship or anything and all of that, does love make you stupid? I know love can make you blind. Love can make you, you know, it can heed your judgment. You know, it can make you overlook some things. But does it make you stupid, stupid, is what I want to know. Because I watched this show, Life After Lockup. If you've seen the show, Love After Lockup, where I I believe I talked about it a few episodes back. Um, these people meet um, inmates online in different ways. And they start building relationships with them and all of that. Um... They have a show on now called Life After Lockup, which follows, I believe it's five couples from the past two seasons of Love After Lockup, just to kind of see where their life is now and all of that. Now, I asked, does love make you stupid, stupid? Because if it does, I want to get me another dog and a goldfish and live by my damn self. Because the way that these people are set up. Now, there's a couple, or at this at this point, I should just call them a throuple. Mike, Sarah, and Megan. I've talked about them before. Mike was the inmate. Megan was his girlfriend. Sarah is his wife. Follow me. Follow me, because it gets interesting. Mike played Sarah, he played Megan, and 
in the end, they found out about each other. They actually met up, went at each other's throats. I never understand that. Why go at the throat of the other woman when your man put you in this situation? And Mike told Megan, oh, Sarah's nothing to worry about. She's just a baby mama. I have to stay in touch with her for the sake of my child. Mike married Sarah while he was in jail. So, you know, she's believing, oh, he's coming home and we're going to have a happy marriage with our child. All of that. Now, while he's telling Megan, oh, you have nothing to worry about. We're just co-parenting. He then created a whole nother human with the wife, whom at the time, Megan did not know was the wife. But hey, now she knows. So in this in this Life After Lockup series, like I said, it follows the life after the show ends. Now, over social media, Megan and Sarah have gone at it. Michael got locked back up, so he doesn't know much about it. Um, Megan and Sarah both said that they were done with Michael, but we all got that friend on their home ground. I'm going to leave him alone. He ain't no good. But they never leave, so did they leave? No, they did not. And Megan ended up getting into it with Sarah as well as Michael's younger sister, Day Day. This is why I say, does love make you stupid? Day Day put on social media to Megan. She said, you're the stupid one. You were sending him up to $10,000 while he was in jail. This was somebody you didn't know. This is before they met, mind you. This was before, way before they met. She sent him up to $10,000 and that was like, you don't even have a car, but you're sending someone that you don't know $10,000. And Megan's response, I mean, I can make that back. I did it because I love him. It, whether or not I send him $10,000, $12,000, $20,000, I can make it back. It's nothing. And you don't have a car either, so you can shut your mouth. Now, mind you, Day Day is a teenager. Far as I know of, Day Day is in high school. She ain't really got a need for a car at the moment. So, one, you, the point you tried to make is just invalid. Two, what is he possibly spending up to $10,000 on in prison? Ain't that many Honey Boys, Snickers, and Ramen Noodles in the world for you to be sending him $10,000. For him to spend $10,000 on. He can't say, oh, I had to pay the dude that braided my hair. Because apparently, he does his own hair. He braids, twists, locks, does all of that. So, it's not like he had to buy commissary to pay to get his hair done. No, he does his own hair. What is he What? Is, what, what, is, what is he spending up to $10,000 on in jail? What is there to spend $10,000 on? And then why your dumb ass sending it? And you don't have a car. I don't I don't understand that. Let's talk. Baby, let's talk. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down, honey. Let's talk about your priorities. Okay. Um, you put his well-being when he gets three hots in a cot over the fact you need transportation to and from work. Now, how you were getting to and from work or you work from home, whether it's neither here nor there, I guess. But you spent $10,000 
on somebody who at the time you hadn't met. He played you like a fiddle. It had to be. And you ain't got no call. So you you, you Oh baby. You was you was one of them slow ones, huh? You was a little slow getting to the curb. It's okay. It's okay, my love. We gon we gon mm. I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, I can't, I laugh, but I'm pissed at the same time because I'm thinking what I could do with $10,000 if you just want to pass out money. I'm thinking what I could do with $10,000 that you done, and he in jail. He in jail. He got a mama. He got a sister. He got a wife. You ain't know about the wife at the time, but he got a wife. And then there's another couple on here, Scott and Lizzie, who, Lizzie, she's open that she had tricks. And all together, she scammed dudes or made about $830,000 or over $800,000. And she's been in jail, I believe, three years, three, four years. She had multiple tricks. Scott was a trick. But then he tried to turn the whole into a housewife. It didn't work in his favor. And he spent up to 90000 between 90000 and $100,000 on this woman in jail. And he done gone broke. He done blew through his life savings. Uh, 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 my head hurt. <laughs> my head hurt. Like, these are people that either they hadn't met or they met later on down the road once they got out. Or they did visitation. Not even conjugal visits. So you can't say. That you was digmatized. Or anything else. Or for Lizzie. And Scott. That you know. Scott you was whipped because of. That thing. But. You. Yeah I'm frustrated. Y'all answer my question. Does love make you this stupid? Because if not, if it does, I'm clenching my pearls and my purse. And I'm going to live by myself in a Mormon community. That's all that there is to it. Hey, honeys. So, I'm here to give you this encouraging word, okay? I'm also here to give you advice. If you ever need it or should want it, hit me up on Anchor. Send me a message or voice memo. Or if you follow me on social media, uh, Instagram is unique underscore spoken underscore words. Hit me up on there and let me let me let me give you this unique experience. This unique advice, if you will. (laughs) I will do the best that I can to give you the best of me and the best of these words. All right. But this Hey Honey encouragement session. I want to tell you that sometimes things aren't going to go right. It's not. For example, for me recording this episode everything didn't go right either I couldn't record when I wanted to when I recorded something it didn't 
sound right. So I ended up deleting a whole episode that I had put together and re-recording and starting from scratch. And a lot of times that messes with you or for that, that instance that messed with me because it'll start messing with your head. Well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I'm not qualified enough for this. Maybe this just wasn't meant for me. Whatever your this is, it start, it, it'll eat at you. Like, oh, okay, well, I didn't get that job. I wasn't qualified. Or this person didn't stay in my life. They, it was something wrong with me. Or this friendship is, this friendship ended. And maybe I didn't do all that I could have or should have to save my friendship or save my relationship. Things fall apart. Things don't go as planned. Things don't happen the way you expect them to happen. And a lot of times it's for your own good. And the moment it hurts and it seems like it's not for your good. And the moment it's like, well, why? You'll question God in in a sense. And you should never do that. Never question God. But in a, in that moment, you're like, well, why did you allow me to come this far or me and this person to make it this far and only to have it fall apart all at the end? Why? Why? Why would I have to go through this hurt and this pain? Why is it necessary? Why did this have to happen? And when those things fall apart, it shakes you at your foundation. That's why you need a strong foundation because things, baby, I don't know who all listen that listens to this believes in God or you believe in the universe or you believe in a higher power, whatever your beliefs are. But God sometimes let things happen and allow your foundation to be shaken. Sometimes allow things to fall apart because your focus was so much on that thing and not on either A, the bigger picture or B, him. Or God should always be first. God is A, all right? Then the bigger picture is B. But your folks, your focus was so stuck on this thing that nothing else around you, in a sense, mattered. So that had to fall apart. That thing wasn't good for you. That job you didn't get wasn't good for you. That relationship that ended wasn't good for you. That friend that left wasn't good for you. A lot of times we'll make decisions and we'll take the long way around to get to where God wants us and to get to what God has for us. We'll make those decisions and we'll be like, okay, well, this is good enough. This, I know it it feels like this is where God wants me to be. And God looking at you like, really? So this is what we doing. All right, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you say that for a second. But just so you know, I gotta shake some things up. So my question now is, what's your bounce back game look like? How are you bouncing back when things fall apart, or they seem like they just everything is just not coming together? What's what's your bounce back strategy, if you will? Do you live in that, 
I don't want to say brokenness, but do you live in that moment of nothing is coming together? This is all falling apart. This is my fault. This is, this was not supposed to happen. This was not my plan. Do you live in that moment? Do you accept it for what it is and move on? Or do you live in it for a moment and then at a certain point it's like, you know what, God, maybe this wasn't for me. I turn it over to you. What is your bounce back strategy? Honestly, for me, my bounce back strategy has not been the greatest. A lot of times I would, everything would be going right or what felt right. And then when it falls apart, I'll stress, I'll cry, I'll, I'll pray eventually, even though that should be the first thing. I'll pray eventually and then I stress more and cry more and worry more only to sit in that moment longer than need be to eventually turn the corner and be like, you know what? It's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. I'll be all right. And a lot of times we don't have to live in that moment because there's so much bigger plan for us. So when things fall apart and they're going to fall apart, Things are not going to go your way all the time. And I know you saying, but Red, I want them to go my way. Why can't they go my way? Especially if you're only child and you're spoiled. You're going to say, but all things always go my way. It's not going to. In life, if you haven't faced any hardships yet, you will. If you've already faced them and you've overcome them, Wave your hand in the air and let, tell the Lord, thank you. Because you're an overcomer. Your bounce back game was strong. And you went through that hurt. Now it's on to bigger and better things. So let your bounce back game be strong. When things fall apart. Always look to God. And always remember that I love you. Well, we've reached the end of the show. Thank you so much for sticking around through all of my rants, the randomness, the getting sidetracked, all of that, and loving me anyway for it. I thank you. I appreciate you. I thank you for sticking around to the end, which brings me to the fact of we have reached Unique Speaks. Unique Speaks, you're getting a quote. You're getting a quote. I'm sorry. Look, we're not going to keep going into the poetry. I'm going to just bring it on you one day. But the quote is, excuse me. Everything has beauty, but not everyone sees it, but not everyone will see it. And I know it sounds real generic. (laughs) I can't even tell you who it came from. But what I do know is. It's so true. A lot of the times, 
not everyone will recognize the beauty in a person and they'll disrespect your beauty or they don't consider your beauty as beautiful or beautiful enough. And I'm here to tell you that you fine. Oh, you real fine. Oh, you stupid fine. (laughs) And not just on physical appearance. Your whole spiritual being is fine. Your whole essence is fine. You physically is fine. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Just because one person didn't see your beauty or your value or your worth doesn't mean your opinion about yourself changes. You'll have those that will call you gargantuan or gargantuous and vast and make you feel or attempt to make you feel rather as if your whole being and existence is worthless and all because they didn't see your beauty a lot of the times people don't see the beauty within themselves a lot of times we can't see our own beauty it takes someone else to see it and they tell us hey you know you're beautiful you're this you're that and in the beginning we won't believe it because we've convinced ourselves otherwise but the more you hear it the more you look at yourself and start telling yourself i am beautiful i am this i am that oh jesus (laughs) oh i gotta stop recording late at night and early in the morning (laughs) but the more you tell yourself yourself i'm beautiful i am worth more than the person who disrespected my beauty and my existence I'm worth more to me than I am to them. And that's fine. Always know that your beauty is important. And not your not physical beauty, like putting on makeup and all of that. No. Your beauty as a person, your essence, who you are from the inside out is important. Always know that you are loved. Always know that you are important. Always know that you are worth more than gold. You are so worthy, so deserving. You are successful. You are great. You are smart. You are made in God's image. And that's more than anything in this world. Nobody can take that away from you. So, it's time to wrap this up. Until next time, I love you. And happy Pride Month. We've reached the end of Pride Month. I know. I know. Shine. Let them rainbows fly all year long, as I said last time. Not just one month. But wear them colors all year long, honey. But I gotta go. It's I gotta go, y'all. I love you. Until next time, remember L O V E is all we need. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, red people.